0: We're back, bitches. Woo! This is Terror and Tacos. I am Christy. I am Michael. Yeah, and we are back.
1: We're back. God, it it feels good to be back. Yeah,
0: we've been gone for only two weeks, but it it feels feels like a year. It feels like a year. Or something.
1: And two weeks in our current...
0: Get Shitstorm it, is like a it.
1: year's worth of crap.
0: Yeah, um,
1: I'm very excited to be back. Uh, we have hung out a little, but we haven't really gotten to get down to business.
0: No, so yeah, I mean, we, you know, I think the nun, yeah, sent us into a, tail a tailspin spin uh, of disappointment and rage. <laughs> uh, so much so that I had to be hospitalized yeah. the very day. The
1: very day. Literally, moments after we recorded, you turned to me and said, I don't feel well. You got to
0: leave. Yeah. And Mike was like, can I take you to the ER? And I was like, no, no. John's on his way home. Uh, Yeah. So I had to have emergency surgery surgery. Um,
1: but it's the nun's fault.
0: It's the nun's fault. It's that it's, bad. It's, yeah, it, it was that bad. Please don't go watch it. Um, or just wait till it's free on and, some media. And make sure whatever. you're insured. Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, but we're back, and uh, people seem to really be enjoying or enjoyed our Plan Your Fall. Yeah. So we decided that we are going to do another Plan Your Fall episode for this week and give you some um, suggestions. Yeah, to watch
1: as we. Today is October 1st. October 1st, baby. This is exciting. This is so exciting. And yeah, we both said, even during, during our hiatus, mm-hmm. um, various people would text us and be like, hey, I need a recommendation and mm-hmm. what should we be watching? So we figured, hey, let's do a few more.
0: Let's do another one. And, you know, add to that, I'll, I don't know if we'll do an actual recorded episode, but I will make sure, Mike and I will make sure to post on our Facebook page. I've had some people request, what can I show my kids? Yes. You know? Um, so we'll we'll make a list. We'll make some kid suggestions friendly, for kid friendly, yeah,
1: Halloween maybe like stuff. age some age ranges and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: that that's good. You cool. know, horror is good for kids. Yes, I know you think I'm saying that ironically, but I'm not. No,
1: it's absolutely, um, and we're not saying like go watch Saw when you're four. But no, you know. <laughs> 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 you know. Um,
0: but yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to do another uh, three each, each and then two overlap.
1: Yeah, real quickly, should we say we ate at Diggs? Oh,
0: that's right, that's right. We, we did talk about tacos Yeah, we do. Show, right?
1: We ate at Diggs Tacos today. Uh, I've always thought of Diggs as like a sort of nice in-between between like the hipster tacos of Torchies, and then sort of everyday.
0: Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. I do have to say that I ordered mine with no Serrano chile sauce, so it was kind of bland. Well,
1: okay, that's good to um, know. Yeah. I, I just, had that on there there, and mine was pretty good.
0: Oh, okay. Because yeah, I can't have that stuff right now. Because um, of the nun. Because of the nun. <laughs> the nun has like you can't eat spicy food, Vela, and I'm like fuck <laughs> you, nun. Um. So yeah, yeah. but it is, seems
1: alright. Yeah, if you want like solid, just quick taco, it's mm-hmm. good. I did also want to throw out since it has been a year. I had in the meantime, <clears throat> Aspen and I went to the annual Native American powwow uh-huh. at Trader's Village, which was. Awesome if you've never been. Trader's
0: Village is awesome.
1: Yeah. Whole thing is awesome. The power, I mean, there's a lot of whatever. I don't want to get into a whole thing, but if you've never seen traditional native dancing, it's fucking incredible. But, Trader's Village, you can find beautiful, terrifying Mexican Catholic iconography.
0: Uh, you sent me some pictures. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Mm-hmm. And also, uh,. Um, Man, arguably the best elote I've ever had. Wow! From just like a, a random some dude, yeah, a uh, lady of his actually. Cart. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this, yeah, with a cart essentially, and it was it was delicious. And they did not call it elote corn.
0: Oh, They just <laughs> called it elote. Yeah,
1: yeah. And they just had that and the agua fresca, and it was awesome. So. What kind
0: of agua fresca did you have?
1: Aspen got watermelon, oh. and it was delicious.
0: Oh, yeah, and it was yeah. super
1: hot that day when we went and it was mm-hmm. it, it solved a lot of problems we were about to murder each other and then after that we didn't <laughs> want to murder each other anymore
0: i'm just gonna say also i'm gonna throw out there that if you if you're out having tex-mex or if you're out having like real mexican food um t- try ordering a limonada that's mexican lemonade you think you like lemonade have a limonada <laughs> because limonada is made with lime and um, pure cane sugar. Oh, that's beautiful! It's, oh, it's so good. It's it's better than lemonade, in my opinion. Uh, okay, cool. All so right.
1: let's jump in. Let's
0: jump in. Do Talk. you want you want to start? Ah, first? Go for it. Okay, uh, my first one. Uh, And again, this week, I guess I'm going with like highly stylized, lots of atmosphere, and you're going to start to notice a pattern when you hear my selections, but I'm going to start with uh, El Orfanato, or The Orphanage in English, a Spanish film. Directed by, uh, I'll say, J.A. Bayona, but it's actually J.A. Bayona. um, Spanish director, and it's produced by Guillermo del Toro, so you know it's good, man. Um, It's good. It's just, it it takes place in the late 50s. It's Mm -hmm. a period film, and it's about a woman who brings her family back to her childhood home. Which used to be an orphanage for handicapped kids. Yes. Um, and soon her son, who is also adopted, except that he doesn't know he's adopted, right. uh, begins to communicate with a new friend. Uh huh. And then, you know, everything happens from there. Um but it's 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 beautifully
1: it's uh, acted. it's it's a beautiful film all yeah. around. It's
0: it's, it's kind of sad? Yeah.
1: It has I don't know it has a to me uh, um it it has a similar feel to to the other Oh, absolutely. Um there is something about uh this this sort of the the kind of best of the Spanish filmmakers that can terrify you and break your heart at the same, at the time. same time, and yeah. this movie you know, does that so well. a few so weeks well. ago, when
0: we talked about Veronica, remember? Mm-hmm. No, a few weeks ago, a long time ago, when we talked about Veronica, and I told you about that saying in Spanish that is, it's duende, mm-hmm. which literally means, like, goblin or elf or whatever, but duende also um, is representative of, like, a kind of feeling of melancholy, a kind of, like, of something following you of something overtaking you that they're really good at that and 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 I would put the others as well as the orphanage in that feeling of like there's a feeling of duende in that in the story, entire story in the entire story in that there is something that you're dealing with or not dealing with that can be scary but is also heartbreaking mm-hmm. you know they're super good at it
1: yeah and this this to me is is a movie it's got it's got some incredible creepy and mm-hmm. spooky and scary spooky, moments spooky children spooky children but even if if you're one of our, our listeners listeners like i don't really i don't watch a lot of the horror i think this is this is a it's just a it's just a great fucking movie it
0: is and uh and you know like i would not it is a horror movie but i would say it It kind of leans more in the direction of mystery, Mm -hmm. thriller, uh, with a few really good jump scares and some beautiful art direction. Yeah. And, um, I mean, creepy... Orphan children from olden times are just scary.
1: That's just naturally scary. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I want to suggest that the orphanage, uh, and I think if you know, we're following the last time, I think the orphanage is, you can watch that any time of day, but it also has the feeling of something that you would watch like on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, curl up with some hot chocolate, mm-hmm. um, some cookies, because yeah. they have like a little party for kids. And uh, and and watch that, and it's 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 beautifully. Acted. I don't want to spoil it, no, um, and, and because it, it has a beautiful twist yes, at yeah. the ending. Yeah. Uh, but so the little boy finds out, like maybe twenty minutes into the film, that he is also he was also adopted, and he can't seem to come to terms, terms with, with it, and and so the parents have to. Play this like spooky scavenger game in order to find their child. Yeah, uh, who has been, you know, has disappeared.
1: Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. There is a a grayness about it, mm-hmm. and I mean that in the best sense. Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: <laughs> it's beautiful. There's that one scene where she they're on the beach and she's trying to find him. Simon is the little boy's name, and she's like Simon, Simon, and she comes across him, and when the tide is is out. There's a cave right on the beach, and she finds him in the cave just kind of talking to nobody. Yeah, and it's one of the most chilling things I've ever seen. So good, it's so good. So, yeah, uh, 2007 The Orphanage El Orfanato, some beautiful performances. It's beautiful to watch. Um, yeah, nice period awesome. film,
1: love it. Um, so my first one, <clears throat> I went with my three are. Or, or pretty new relatively new Uh, my first one is it follows from 2014 or 15 depending on who you ask Uh
0: Um,
1: directed by david robert mitchell i know a lot of people have seen this but a lot of people have not
0: i've only seen it once yeah we
1: saw it together at your old place i actually love this movie um it it twists one of the most sort of popular old horror tropes uh, from the old days, like you know, if you have sex, you're gonna die. Right, and it follows you have to have sex or you're going to die. Right. Um, it, it it plays with that idea, I think, kind of brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Um, it also, I think, plays with this idea of you 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 don't know the form that you're sort of killer or death will take right it could be you know your mom it could be your best friend you you don't know so there's this never trust like this tension of not trusting the people you're with which I love isn't
0: that like I mean such the time that we're living in anyway I mean in in a time where you and I've talked about this before where young people teenagers are kind of like they're very glib and you know they don't Either don't understand irony, or they're too ironic, right? You know, and, <laughs> and nothing scares them quite like nothing scares them the way the shit that scared us. That's when
1: we, we were, were kids, teenage. yeah, yeah.
0: So it, it's kind of like, in yeah, in this time where what is the thing that that causes causes terror. fear? Yeah. So just like in this time where it's difficult to tell what are like the monsters, who are the monsters? Are yeah. What are we scared of? It's, it's really... Um, it's fascinating to watch. And also, this movie is... Uh, I have a problem with movies that you call, like, mumblecore. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know? We talk about do, this. Do, yeah, do yeah. you want to explain what mumblecore is? Well, I mean, it's is?
1: like a whole movie in an independent film, right? Mm-hmm. Where... <laughs> <laughs> people mumble. Where people mumble. There, there is almost like a hyper reality, yeah. or to the point sometimes where it's like, oh my god, I can't. You're yeah. not even fucking acting or doing anything.
0: Yeah, it's it's almost like a like the the. Boring school of yes. acting or the bored school of yes, acting. Yes, the
1: bored school of acting. Where you're just
0: bored, uh huh, and you 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 almost don't even move your mouth.
1: There's just it's a lot of boredom.
0: A lot of boredom. And, and like the, the very least amount of work that you, you can do. do
1: um, uh,
0: and sometimes it's interesting.
1: And sometimes it's terrible.
0: Yeah, but in this movie, it's it works. Yeah, it's actually it, it really,
1: really good. does. And there's one other thing I love about it. It was um, one of the. First movies, th- there there have been a few now that specifically went to Detroit to shoot. Oh.
0: Um That sort of
1: through the film industry, are trying to reinvigorate sort of uh, some of the economic issues. That's great, and and it uses that setting well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they you see sort of parts of that city that have at the time had almost been abandoned, and it's it it, it is it's different than your usual we're in the woods or we're in fucking new york or toronto like the things we're used to seeing detroit has definitely its own aesthetic and its own feel to it and i really liked that right right um
0: some beautiful architecture yeah. in that city. Um, what's the other movie that you and I saw that took, takes place in Detroit? Uh, so don't
1: I wrote it down. Don't breathe. Don't
0: breathe. Yeah, which is also a great film which, that we'll have to talk. Yeah,
1: because I point. almost put it on my list and I was like, mm, a lot of people can't handle that yeah, movie, yeah, so yeah. we'll have to do that. Yeah, separate. we'll have to
0: do that separately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, cool.
1: So it follows. Check it out. It's uh, fantastic. available you know, on all the things.
0: Do you know who directed it? Did you say it? Did Sorry. It's it uh,
1: David Robert Mitchell was David the director. David Robert
0: Mitchell. Yeah, my kids loved it. They loved it. Uh, they talked about it all the time. Um, all right. Let's so What's your number two? My number two is a movie based on a novel by Susan Hill. Everybody knows it. Uh, Woman in Black. Man, nice. Um, and there are lots of reasons why I love this movie. It is the movie that uh, brought Hammer Studios back online. Yeah. Um, and you guys know I've mentioned it five million times. I love <laughs> Hammer films. And and it really does kind of like have that same style and same feel of those early mm-hmm. 60s, 70s Hammer movies, uh, directed by James Watkins. Uh, stars Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. and it's actually Daniel Radcliffe's first major feature after, after Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah, so this was like his first kind of like I'm not Harry Potter adult.
1: Yeah, you know I'm a grown man. I'm
0: a grown man. Um, <laughs> it has uh, Siren Hines is in it, who's incredible. Uh, I can't remember the name of the woman who plays the Siren Hines wife, but she's fantastic. Um, if you don't know Woman in Black, it's about a young lawyer played by. Daniel Radcliffe who is depressed of course by the loss of his wife, wife in yeah. childbirth and so it's him and his son and he's trying to work through his grief by working uh-huh. you know and so he gets sent to this country home Eel Marsh House uh, to to um, I guess organize the, the, the papers and, and he's a solicitor right and um, of, of a woman who has just recently passed away and so he gets sent to this little town in the north of england and the house is called eel marsh house and it's it's uh like it suggests it's in a marsh yeah and uh he soon learns that there is something something bad uh-huh. is in this town is in this house um and as suggested by the title it is indeed a woman in black, yes, uh, who is uh, seeking revenge for wrongs done to her uh, during her lifetime. Um, it's super haunty. Yeah, this is more a horror movie than the orphanage. I think.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's got that. I love this. It's almost like its own subgenre. And I think I just just watched another movie that would fall into it. It's like those. You know, when you hear like, Don't go into the moors. Right, (laughs) right, right. It's like its its own thing. It's (laughs) its its own
0: thing. It really, really (laughs) follows. You know, the sixties and seventies were a great time for for giant mansion in the country. Yes, yeah. You know, we were just talking about the, the haunting.
1: Yeah, the haunting and um, then... Haunting uh, of
0: Hill House. Hill House
1: and, and then what was it? The, and, uh, was it the visitors or the residents or something we yeah, both just watched yeah. that we were texting about? Um, this 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 dilapidated sort of home, giant mm-hmm. home separated from the world. Right, there's um, another
0: one right now that I think we're going to have to... Uh, we Are Still Here. We Are Still Here. Which yeah. follows... It's a new movie, but it's kind of like... An American like Midwestern version, version of, of that this. yeah it's really good but yeah Woman in Black follows that kind of like haunty uh, feeling of I have to come to this house in, the, in country the country to do this thing
1: and there's this thing and I guess it is is so in, in a way British and Irish and Welsh and all those things this, it's in the others as well. Uh-huh. This idea that there, this mist that all, like seems to yeah. always exist, right? Yeah. So that there is. Something in this world that we cannot see. Like, there, we're never... Nothing is ever fully visible to us. Right. Uh, uh, us. Uh, mm-hmm. And it sort of manifests itself in this... I mean, clearly they deal with the fucking fog all the time over right. there or something. Right. Because it's such oh, a yeah. thing. But I love that idea that this other realm... Is, is actually right next to you all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just shrouded by this thing, you know? I think
0: there's something to that, because you're right. I mean, the Brits do have to deal with fog all the a time. A lot, right? So, why wouldn't that become just a trope in their storytelling? storytelling, and I think it's, you, you know,
1: know a, a similar to, you know, I mean, throughout that region, if you go to Ireland or Wales or, or, uh-huh. or whatever, it's just, it's, so it becomes this sort of, like, we other side becomes veiled, and right. when that disappears face to face with it because it's always fucking there it's always there you just can't always see it
0: right and that's like that's what happens in this movie and added to the mist and the fog and all this stuff is the fact that the house is located like on this marshy kind of like um i don't know strip of land that when when the tide when the tide is high You can't. (laughs) You can't get to it. I'll spit
1: my coke out.
0: (laughs) You can't get to it, so you can only get to it at very specific times of day when the tide is low. Yeah, Um, and so Daniel Radcliffe is like, I need to get to Eel Marsh House. You know, he gets to the town, and you can get
1: trapped there as well. You can
0: get trapped there, and the people in the town are like. (laughs) <laughs> no one's gonna take you yeah
1: don't right. fucking go don't, don't
0: fucking go there Harry I'm, Potter right exactly you don't have an invisibility cloak <laughs> yeah. here yeah. bitch um, and you know the townspeople warn him and of course because he's like no I must work right um, he, he he goes he pays the guy a lot of money to take, take him out him there, there yeah. and uh, and then discovers why the people in the town are like don't don't go right Um, also kind of sad, also deals with spooky children. Yes,
1: and grief and and loss and 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 loss and all that
0: kind of stuff. But I'll tell you, where the ending of The Orphanage, to me, is sad, the ending of The Woman in Black is almost, to me, I don't want to say hopeful, but kind of like, Oh no! I, he he got what he wanted. I think
1: so. I yeah. I, I without giving anything away, I think there's hope in the end of that. Yeah, movie. yeah. As, as opposed to the orphanage, which is right. Oh, it's, heartbreaking. Oh, it's yeah. heartbreaking.
0: But the woman in black is kind of like, oh, I see. Uh huh. I see what he wanted most in the world is
1: the thing he yeah is
0: the thing he gets. Yeah, and and yeah. I
1: think it's. I I agree. I think that's. a, I actually it's, it's a happy,
0: beautiful in costumes. terms of of
1: that kind of movie. A happy right. ending. Right. Yeah.
0: Beautiful costumes, Beautiful. super scary. Um, well, I'm not going to say effects. I'm, I'm gonna practical effects, effects yeah. right? Um, and all of the toys in the in the nursery in the house are real Victorian, Victorian toys. toys. None of those were made oh, for the movie, cool. which kind of begs the question. Why were Victorian children playing with scary yeah, fucking dude. what toys? the fuck man There's, What the there fuck fuck shit is, is that so about? creepy That fucking monkey that's just, that does yeah, this thing That is what? a nightmare I would be like throw that bitch out the that window. window Yeah that is oh. horrifying Yeah it's horrible Anyway uh yes go watch 2012 uh Hammer Studios Woman in Black with Daniel Radcliffe um, again um, I don't know. What would, what When would you watch it? Again, it's one of those. I think like,
1: it's uh, similar to the year for. Yeah. Yeah. Middle of the day kind of Middle thing. Middle of the day kind of Dusk thing. Dusk maybe.
0: Yeah. 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 It's a good movie. Good
1: um, movie. Cool. Yeah. I'll, uh, my second. Before I get into something, I should say, for me, it follows, uh, to go back, mm-hmm. great movie to watch with a group of people. That's oh, It's a really yeah. fun group watch. So I want to yeah. make sure that's super that. fun.
0: That is absolutely true.
1: My second one. I'm going to do a little bit of a twist here. It's actually a, docu- a documentary um, called The Nightmare. And it came out in 2015. Um, it was released uh, on, you know, I think probably direct to streaming. It is a documentary that follows um, different people or talks to different people who, s- who suffer from sleep paralysis. Which you, I know you are one of them. So yeah. you'll have to jump in. But um, it is shot like a horror movie in a lot of respects Mm -hmm. and it tries to sort of bring I haven't seen this you should check this out man. Um it tries to sort of bring these nightmares that these people have while experiencing sleep paralysis to sort of life on screen. It is it's odd because I don't know if I want to (laughs) this is like you're of all the like horror movies and I know I always say, like, Aspen gets scared at these, and she actually will watch most of them with me, yeah. you know, or, or with both of us. She's seen it follows, She's seen all these. She will not watch The Nightmare. And it is, it is you know, like I said, ostensibly a documentary. It talks uh-huh. to people who suffer from this condition, but the way it presents it um, is fucking scary. And because I'm a little bit, I don't know, masochistic or insane, this is a movie I've watched it a lot, And I always watch it insanely late at night by myself. Um, Usually, long after Aspen has gone. You are crazy, man. Long after Aspen has gone to bed, um, and there are there are things about it that really do freak me out. So, if you want something different, and you you should jump in and talk about it. I actually learned. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot about the, the sort of condition of like what sleep paralysis. Is
0: yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to watch it. Now. I'm gonna have to be brave. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know what sleep paralysis is, it's uh, I'm gonna you probably at this point because you've seen the movie know more like technical terms and stuff like that. I I read about it briefly because it was something that was happening to me over and over again. And it's happened to me over the course of, of years. And I never, I just thought, you know, I'm the type of person that if I have pain, I just go like, that's life. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, so, and I <laughs> right. don't really do anything about it until it gets
1: to go to the hospital. right? So
0: for many years, I was just like, I guess that's just <laughs> that's how I'm going to sleep. Is. That's how life is. Um, But I finally got curious and I was like, why am I having these things happen to me in my sleep? And um, so I read up on it a little bit and it has something to do with your sleep cycle and the thing in your brain that that engages, you know, we all have a, a mechanism in our brain that engages when... You're asleep so that you don't sleepwalk, so that right. you don't get up and walk into fucking traffic or walk out a window right. or something like that. And if if your REM cycle is being interrupted a lot, over, and it can be anything, it can be stress, it can be anything, then that the thing doesn't engage completely, and and you want to move, you want uh-huh. to do this thing. And it it uh, it literally causes pain. Yeah. Like it's it it is a, it's not figurative pain. It is like literal pain. And you go into a loop. You go into a loop of having to wake yourself up, and then you find out you're not awake. Right. The you, last yeah.
1: yeah, the, yeah you, you that you you are convinced you're awake and yeah. and aren't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like
1: a weird in between place.
0: Yeah, dude. It's crazy. The last time I experienced it was. Actually, a few years ago, I haven't had it in a while. But I, I was, conv- I, I got up and I went to go sleep in another room because my husband snores. And at that point, I, there was just a lot of shit going on in my life. And um, I think it was like my my father and my brother had just passed away, and and around that time, my son was leaving for college. Right. And there a was just, shit. there was a lot of shit happening, so I was under a lot of stress, and. Um, John was snoring. And I was like, I'm gonna go sleep in, in Dante's room. So I went to, to Dante's room to fall asleep and laid down and then I was convinced. I was convinced that that there was somebody standing at the foot of the bed and it was like a dark and it's always a dark shadow.
1: And this is mm-hmm. you had told me this story. Mm-hmm. Um and this is you I there that comes up so often in this movie. And this sort of why. shared What is that? I don't. I mean, and they talk about.
0: Why do we share that? Right.
1: And they, I mean, there are different people who weigh in and talk about, you know, primeval shit. And then there are other people who say like, you have an image of something and it's Mm shadow. But like, it is this, this dark shadow figure Mm -hmm. is shared among so many people who suffer from sleep paralysis. And
0: sometimes they're wearing a hat. Sometimes they're not wearing a hat. And I've heard that that's common also because my dad used to wear a hat. My dad is a hat wearer. And around this time, I remember this happening. And the shadow person with a hat was in the room. And I was, I thought, oh, fuck,
1: dad. Dad,
0: Like, I was like, dad, what is happening? And I was terrified. And in, while I was asleep, I had to convince myself, this is not my dad, because if it were my dad, I would not be afraid. Be scared, afraid. yeah. And I am terrified. So it's someone else. And I thought I was awake. You think you're awake. And you keep, and you feel like you're screaming. You feel like you want to scream. And no. And I'm convinced in my dream that I am calling out to John.
1: And you're not and actually, you're not, yeah.
0: You're not actually making any, any noise at all. And then you go, oh, I'm not awake. Okay, wake up. And you wake up. And you're like, great. And then you realize, oh, I'm not awake. Right. And the cycle cycle starts starts again. again. And it can happen like 10 10 or 11 or 12 times until you finally go, ah! Uh,
1: And yeah, I mean, it's it's so... It's
0: terrifying. And it is physically painful. And in one of these incidences, I felt, I was convinced, Michael, that I was lying on Dante's bed. And I was convinced that this shadow figure had grabbed me and dragged me to the corner of the room.
1: That's fucking terrifying. And
0: then I was like, "Oh no, I'm lying in the bed. Wake up." Right. Wake up.
1: And you try to wake and you yourself try to wake up. up. Um, well, this man, it yeah, the, and then the movie The Nightmare from 2015, it's on Netflix. I don't know if it's anywhere else, but like it gets into some of that and mm-hmm. talks to people who deal with that shit and, and for some some are fine, like it's just a thing yeah. that they, And some people it really has ...in this movie has fucking kind of ruined or controlled their lives.
0: Oh, man. Um, I can't imagine. So,
1: check it out. It's it's creepy as shit. Um, uh-huh. and, and and you'll learn something.
0: And you'll learn something uh, about science and your brain.
1: Yeah. And so, like I said, I watch it late at night by myself because I... You and I talk about this. Sometimes yeah. Like it's, Sometimes it does... Sometimes you just
0: want to get fucked up.
1: Yeah, and it's it does creep me out, so...
0: Right. Uh, I don't do drugs... But I do watch scary movies, movies by myself, and it releases something in <laughs> something.
1: Um, um, Cool. All right. What's your what's what's the
0: big number three? Oh, my big number three. Oh, what was I going to say? Uh, I had trouble, man. I had so many choices, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to do Here Comes the Devil," and then I said, "No, I'm oh, going to do Here Comes the Devil. We'll it. do Here yeah. Comes the Devil some other day." Um, and I was going to throw out. Um, which I will still throw out, but I'll wait until the end of the episode. Uh, okay, whatever. My <laughs> my third one is, uh, and I know that you... We, we you, disagree yeah, we a little di- on We this. disagree yeah. a little bit on this, but I really like it because it is super, super high style, and I understand why you disagree. Crimson Peak, mm-hmm. um, directed by Guillermo del Toro, um, inspired by the Mario Bava films of the 60s that were like super, super, super Technicolor. Um, and Crimson Peak is I don't remember what year it is, but it it's this young woman who is a writer again after a tragedy in her family. she is torn between uh the love of for her childhood friend who has grown up with her and also loves her, or this mysterious outsider uh-huh. who comes to town looking for a bride and um she makes the wrong choice. <laughs> and uh, cuz if
1: not there'd be no movie. Yeah, cuz if not there would
0: be no movie. Um, and you know, I think part of why I like it is because it's so you know, I super like 19th century gothic yeah. novels. And
1: it does. And
0: that's what it reminds me of. And quite frankly, Guillermo del Toro says this. He says this was never an a- this was never an attempt to be like a hardcore horror movie. Right. Like to him, this was something that was meant to emulate those gothic uh, horror novels from, of the 19th century where it's a young heroine going off again to the country. To the country, to, to a, a giant house. To a giant house where things are not what they seem. Um, the movie was inspired by, he cites um, many other movies as inspiration for this movie, and it is The Innocents... Which is a 1961 movie based on um, 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 oh oh Turn of the Screw, right? Um, and The Haunting, which you and I really like, The Exorcist,
1: right? Oh, nice. The
0: Omen and The Shining,
1: all the classics. And
0: I'm sitting there going like, how did those inspire this, this- movie? But okay, I believe him because he's pretty hardcore. Um, yeah, and I I think part
1: of the reason I I. I, I, I need yeah, to go back. Like, no, I think part of it. I just wrote this it. down as like this sort of what you just said is like this idea of like expectation versus reality. Uh-huh. And I think I went. I mean, I'm, he's one of, if not my favorite directors, uh, Del Toro. I got to meet him when he was really young, which is awesome, and I still hold that dear. Mm. Um, but uh, I think I thought I. Then that's on. That's partially on me. I think I. Th- I <clears throat> thought the movie was going to be something that it was not, and right. clearly he didn't intend it to be. I was expecting a sort of more straightforward horror film. Uh-huh. Um, it is absolutely beautiful, and I do think there's that scene in the bathroom oh. that is is Ooh. I still sticks to with me, me.
0: To me, that is the scariest. Yes. scene in the whole movie. Movie,
1: and that that still has stuck with me. Um, right,
0: uh, to th- that's why I say that to me. This movie is more about atmosphere
1: mm-hmm.
0: and mood, and that.
1: And art direction. Art direction. And
0: that feeling of, like, super saturated color. Color, yeah. And and this one definitely, if you want a movie that you're going to, you know, that's going to scare the pants off of you, this is not it. Correct. But if you're putzing around the house on a Saturday afternoon in October planning your Halloween, Mm -hmm. this might be fun. Because it's got a lot of costumes in it.
1: I think it's also a good, I I think it's a good if you're going to do, uh, like a night of movies or mm-hmm. an all day or whatever, uh-huh. if you're going to do multiples, yeah. I think it's a good way to kick things off. Sure. When you're just, like you said, still you're hanging out, you're getting ready, and then as the night or day progresses, you it can get, get into scarier, scarier and scarier. scarier shit. Yeah. It
0: stars Mia Was-ka-was-ka-wa- Wasikowski, I think. I don't know how to it. I progress. think it's That's Wasikowski. Terrible. Wasikowski. I- Wasikowski. Wasikowski.
1: Mira Formega's little <laughs> sister. <laughs> <laughs> Mira Formega's little Mira sister. sister.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, um, yeah. uh, Tom Hiddleston, who's yeah. super cute in that movie. Jessica Chastain. And some really great British character actors. Uh, Burn Gorman.
1: I love Burn. Gorman. I love
0: Burn Gorman. Gorman, and people don't know who he is. He is...
1: Um, I I got way into Burn Gorman. He's also in Pacific Rim, which Del Toro directed.
0: Oh, I but love I love
1: Burn Gorman from Torchwood, which is a spin-off of Doctor Who. Oh,
0: yes, yes, yes. That's
1: how I got into him. See, M. and
0: I got into Burn Gorman from watching the BBC Bleak House. Oh, cool. Uh, that has Gillian Anderson in it because I'm a huge right. X-Files fan.
1: He's he's a really talented Super talented guy.
0: talented uh, character actor. Um, I love him there's something just like weird like he can be goofy or sinister yeah it's really crazy or both at or the both same at time. the same time yeah so Crimson Peak um for a lot of mood a lot of beautiful costumes a uh, romance. Yeah, and novel. that like weird creepy
1: thing like are you in love with your sister? You might be. You right. know, like it's, it's got it's that it's weird It's creepy.
0: It reminds me of, Okay, so maybe this is it. It reminds me there were these comic books in the 60s and 70s called Haunted Love. Perfect. that I used to get when I was a little kid in the 70s and it was always like some, you know, some guy who's driving his, you know, his um rolls royce ghost or whatever phantom, <laughs>
1: phantom through yeah. the
0: through the countryside and crashes and has to stay over at a mansion <laughs> and falls in love with a beautiful woman in the mansion but it turns out she's a ghost right at the end of it but he falls in love with her anyway like it's real like haunted love yeah
1: it's got you that vibe part. it's got a little vc andrews yeah, vibe to see? it yeah that's
0: that's why i love it that's um, why i love it
1: cool my third one is uh, a 2012 movie called The Pact.
0: Oh man!
1: Uh, directed, I, I was confused. I thought Ty West was involved. It's directed by a guy named Nicholas McCarthy. Oh, I
0: thought it was. Ty. I did too. Oh, I did too. Um,
1: and maybe he had something to do with it. But yeah, it's Nicholas McCarthy. He also wrote it. This was one of those things. This is why sometimes I encourage people just fucking pick something. Yeah,
0: just pick something.
1: Because this was years ago, Aspen and I, and um, Aspen, our friend Dana, we were all hanging out. And it was one of those nights where we were like, eh, let's watch something scary. Mm -hmm. And we kind of watched like a minute preview of it, of the pact, not really expecting much. Mm -hmm. And it was such a pleasant. Surprise. Like it's, it's such a fucking terrifying movie. And it does a thing that I think you and I are both into. It combines the supernatural with a straight up fucking killer. Yeah. And and yeah. so there's like this supernatural horror horror element and this like mystery element to it mm-hmm. that blend kind of beautifully it's fucking scary it they it's estimated that it was shot for about 400 grand which is holy shit yeah, that's which is nothing. nothing in I know it's weird to say like 400 grand is nothing in, in film, film world, terms it is yeah. nothing and it sometimes that is doesn't work out right. we, we we know that right? right even the best intentions sometimes need right. fucking money um th- it works in this right
0: and i'll tell you what this movie has a great a combination of practical and CGI uh-huh. effects. This is a movie where the stuff that is CGI is beautiful. Beautifully, yeah,
1: and beautiful. It, and it, it it starts with a simple premise, and then it starts to sort of corkscrew and things, and and it's one of those movies like you you. There's a good chance you will not see what's coming, which is nice.
0: It's uh, nice, you know. I didn't. Yeah, I me the, neither. The first time I saw it, I did not see it coming.
1: Me neither, and so but that's um, always
0: a nice. Surprise! Yeah.
1: Uh, So, again, along the lines, I think this is another kind of fun movie to watch with other people.
0: This is one for me that you do sit down to watch and pay attention. You have to. This is one of the ones where it's like, it's not just in the background. You're not just putzing around the house with beautiful costumes and music. Right. This is one where it's like, all right, I'm ready to get scared.
1: Yeah, and you and you really do. And I mean, I think there was even a couple moments, probably because we were talking or getting food or whatever, that, that we actually, like, had to go back. Because mm-hmm. I was like, all right, we've clearly missed a always fucking... Always hit pause, yeah. <laughs> yeah. always hit pause. We missed a fucking plot point. So, yeah, The Pact 2012, it was one of those really nice surprises, you know? Mm-hmm. So, again, I know I just said it, but it's like sometimes just... Roll the dice. It's sort of how we came upon the Babadook as well.
0: Yeah, it's how we came upon the Babadook. It's how we came upon the Black Coats' daughter. Yeah. Oh
1: uh, God. Yeah. Great. It's movie. how we.
0: It's it's how we. Well, in my family, I know you haven't seen it, but it's how I came upon. Uh, hashtag horror, right? Which I know frankly. you're a huge fan of, and I still I need am to a watch. Huge fan of hashtag so, horror.
1: Now that doesn't. I'm not saying just play roulette, but but you know, it's sometimes yeah. fun to to jump into a film you know nothing the about. O- the
0: other thing that is also helpful on the Amazon Prime, and I wish Netflix had something like it. But when you watch something that you super like on Amazon Prime, if you look up above the little picture of it, it has. You can click on a thing that says customers. Also, watched. yeah,
1: and it gives you uh, a and it
0: gives you suggestions. Yeah, it's like a nice. So little... always, always go in there because you'll find if if you if you decide for those of you who are going to begin to watch horror because of me and Mike or whatever, <sighs> uh, you can always go in there and see like, oh, I like this kind of thing, so I want to watch more like this. this. Yeah, um, yeah, do that.
1: Cool. So those are my three. Great. We had two we wanted to hit on because mm-hmm. like we did this last time. Two like that Class- are shared. that are yeah. that are shared one classic one pretty new so our newish one is if you haven't seen it man fucking watch it
0: oh my god
1: uh, tw- the new one the, the new one That's I mean
0: the old one's great because it's we the all old love one and we Curry. all love Tim Curry
1: but the 2017 version of it I I absolutely love it as a horror movie just as a movie I mm-hmm. think it is one of the best sort of coming of age movies I've seen in a long time we talk a lot about talented kid actors. These kids are these knocking kids, it out of the fucking park. Yeah,
0: bar. these kids can hold their own with anyone Yeah, uh, out there.
1: And, and you know, if you do love Tim Curry, which, if you don't, you're some sort of horrible fascist person. I know. Uh, or really young and you don't know who he is. But uh, And uh, shame on you. Uh, Bill Skarsgård in no way tries to emulate Tim Curry. Nope. And I think... That is obviously the right choice. Right. He, he has his own Pennywise. Right. Pennywise plays a different function in this. So don't get hung up on that. And Bill Skarsgård is fucking good and he's fucking scary. He's
0: fucking terrifying. Yeah. There's a story... From behind the scenes, where they're filming one, sh- they were shooting one of the scenes where they finally go to the house.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And they're
0: in the kitchen. It's when they
1: really sort of. It's confront when they, yeah, when they really yeah, confront for Pennywise, the first time. and he
0: comes out of the closet and he's like doing that crazy. He's six thing. foot
1: fucking five. Fuck me, man. <laughs> yeah. And
0: and they had to shoot it over and over and over again because you know you do that uh, when movies. you're making movies, and the kids were super tired. The kids were like sure, and Bill Skarsgård was like so, good, and he's good. Yeah, and. From what I understand, this this is anecdotal, so I don't know if it's true. But I've read I accept it, and, it as truth. I accept it as truth. Some of the kids went up to the director and were like, "Can we stop now? Because he's really scary. <laughs> like, he's actually scaring us." And the director was like, "Nope, nope. This is the job."
1: That's awesome. And
0: and so, Bill Skarsgård was like, "I'm not gonna." I'm not going to hold back. Right. So, a lot of what you're watching is in that scene him is. Him
1: freaking out kids him in real life.
0: Freaking out the kids and the kids being really tired.
1: That's great. Uh, <laughs> I, it it, wor- it, it works. works on all of I, I just, I absolutely love it. Um. There's the the scene with the blood in the bathroom where they're playing, where they're cleaning, and like the old Cure song. It is a
0: uh-huh.
1: and because they updated it,
0: right? They moved it up.
1: They moved it to to the eighties, mm-hmm. which which makes them. I think I figured this out. Exactly my age, right? Um, and so like the nostalgia is 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 there as well. Oh,
0: it's strong with it this is one. It's
1: very strong, and I can't wait for for part two to come out. Right. Right. Um, yeah, you, I, I think
0: I also think that this movie is better than the first one and better than a lot of movies. And we've also talked about this. Veronica was a movie that handles coming of age for for young women, women. really yeah. well, and and this one really handles that aspect of the story for the for the female character so so well, well. and and um, and it makes it t- terrifying. Yeah, which. It is terrifying when you are 11, 10, 12 12, years old and you don't know what the fuck fuck is happening to your body.
1: It also does a a great job. I think Stephen King, his stories are at their best when, of course, you have the monster that is Pennywise, but in reality... The most horrifying monsters are the people around you. Right. Are the adults who don't believe you, the bullies who beat you up. Right. um, Who ostracize you. Right. That's the terror. And then for the girl, who to me is sort of the central figure, and, you know, she has it on all fronts. Yeah. She's battling a fucking evil clown. She's battling a her fucking evil f- father. Evil father. She's,
0: She's battling coming of age, uh, coming
1: of age. Um, and puberty, s- puberty, uh, little boys who are clearly in love with her. Like right. all of these things. Um,
0: and, ju- and little girls, other girls who don't understand.
1: Right. And want to bring. Yeah. Trash her or whatever. Uh, I love it. I absolutely fucking love it. There are some great fucking scares. Um, We saw it in the the theater. I mean, I've watched it a bunch now, but it was awesome in the theater. It translates to your home. Oh, my God. It's really,
0: really great. Just to say, you know, my daughter had not seen it in the theater. um, And those of you who know my daughter, Isan know that she is a, uh, you know, horror queen. She loves horror movies, and it takes a lot to scare her. And we were watching it here at home, And I can't even remember what scene it was, but I turned to look at her, and she was she had crawled and made her way up to sitting on the back of the the couch. couch. Great, Um,
1: because she was so frightened. There are some great moments like that. It's the lift up your feet off the movie theater floor moments, right? Um, So yeah, go see. (laughs) So good. Go see it. So good. Uh, Final one. Our crossover, our final is is something we talk about all the time. Is 1977 Suspiria?
0: Yeah, and Suspiria will have its own episode. At sure, some point too. especially,
1: and we're gonna go With see the, the new, new one, and we'll do like a whole Suspiria thing. But
0: Suspiria to me is the kind of movie that at the height of your Halloween party, yep. you have it playing every everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Um, it has. Should we talk about the acting? I. I.
1: You, I mean, it is. It is. It, it, it's, it's. It's. It's its own, its own genre, thing. man. It's, it's
0: its own thing. Dario Argento was inspired by Mario Bava, but then he like took it.
1: Further. further and some
0: of the sets in this movie are absolutely
1: unfucking
0: believable
1: yeah it is
0: and they're real
1: it absolutely they're real and he has he has the artistry of a true fucking italian artist Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. he has
1: the insanity of a true italian artist mm-hmm. um he cares about acting maybe less than any director i've ever witnessed <laughs> It's true. He'll put two people in a scene who clearly don't speak the same language and he doesn't fucking care. He doesn't fucking care. (laughs) He
0: doesn't care. And somehow...
1: It all works. It all
0: works. It has
1: arguably the single greatest fucking musical score of a horror film ever. Oh my
0: God. I will...
1: That or Halloween, depending right. on the day. Right. Um, if
0: you haven't, if you don't know who Goblin is, you've not lived you, your life. You haven't lived your life, and if you're a horror fan and you don't know who Goblin is, I just don't know. Yeah don't even come to um, me. We're talking about
1: Italian prog rock yes, at yes, its best. At
0: its best. And, and you can get Goblin CDs. So go listen, I have a few Goblin yeah. CDs. I have the score to a- to Suspiria and I have the score to um, Deep Red. Yes. Which is Profundo Rosso. Yeah, yeah, Profundo Rosso.
1: Goblin is so important to this movie that mm-hmm. when they remade it, their response was, well, fuck, we need to go get Tom York to do our score. Right. Because they knew they couldn't roll in to a remake of Suspiria if you're not going to get Goblin like it has to be the score has to be that important and they got fucking Tom York yeah who's like I don't know maybe the second most famous musician alive or something (laughs) like Bono and then that dude right um so it's it's yeah go listen to Goblin go watch Suspiria we will clearly give it its own
0: yeah Suspiria is like Suspiria meets in the middle of like high 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 style High, 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 high style. Yeah, and and some incredible art direction that when you first look at it, you'll go like, "What the fuck? Well,
1: what the fuck, is what happening? the fuck is happening? Where are we?"
0: But then you're like, "I fucking love it." Yeah, I think I fucking love it. And
1: a level of gore that matches that. Mm-hmm. And a plot that ah, who cares? Who
0: cares? <laughs> it's about witches. Dancing. It's about dancing witches. Yeah.
1: What more? What more do you need? What more do you need? A dog eats a man's throat. Come on, we've got it all.
0: Right. A, someone's face goes through a window. <laughs> Some chick gets caught in a room that is full of razor, razor wire. wire for no Why reason. Why is there, a room, Why is there a room full of razor wire? I don't understand. She has to cross the razor <laughs> wire through to get to the window. It makes no sense. Why does this? building have a room dedicated to razor wire yeah,
1: like some italian artist this is where we this put
0: is the, <laughs> this is the razor wire room i don't know now light I
1: my cigarette um yeah, yeah exactly it's uh, and, like
0: this school this building wherever they yeah. are uh has so many hallways i don't even it, know yeah
1: it doesn't matter it, it all works it's mm-hmm. beautiful it
0: does have some beautifully like terrifying images like when she's walking down the hall and you see the cook and the little boy yes you know and then great. I
1: mean the first like shot oh, oh yeah, my the god first shot. and it's- honestly I want to say this the first time I saw it I was 16 mm-hmm. I was in high school and I had like that friend who was like cooler and smarter it was like eh, you, you don't know Suspiria fucking moron fucking moron. and the first time I was like okay I'm watching something totally different it was it's absolutely it's kind of overwhelming mm-hmm. and then going back and watching it again I was like I think this might be my favorite thing in the world yeah um, yeah no so I,
0: I, I agree it I might agree. There, take more than once there is nothing like it no There's nothing like it, and it will definitely take more than once, but I guarantee you will like it, and we have not done any snack pairings with any of these movies, but this is another movie where I would suggest special brownies.
1: I absolutely agree with you. If it were legal. If it were legal, or if you live in a normal state. Or
0: if you live in a normal state, Um, I would say definitely special brownies.
1: Cool. Uh, all right, so that's...
0: Yeah, that's...
1: Plan Your Fall again, your or The fall Return. Again. The
0: Return of Plan Your Fall.
1: We also both said there, you know...
0: Yeah, uh, I was... because TV gonna shows gonna say, that TV you should shows be- that are super, super good. The other day, I was just kind of like trying to get ready to to... to to, pl- to do my week and I was like what should I put on whatever and I just started watching the first season of American Horror Story Great. again just binge that uh-huh. so American Horror Story is something that you can binge throughout the yeah.
1: month my whole thing is throughout the month whenever the TV's on, you should be keeping it spooky.
0: Keeping it spooky. Um, so Hashtag, yeah. keep Hashtag keep it, keep it spooky.
1: spooky. Uh, yeah, so like, even if you're not down for watching a movie, American Horror Story, I said, you and I talked about it, Aspen and I every year will rewatch the hush episode of Buffy the Vampire oh, Slayer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: uh, episode... Eight um season one of X Files Great is really, really, really great.
1: Uh if, um, if you missed it, Castle Rock is on Hulu, check that out. Yeah. Um watch the fucking Twin Peaks pilot.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, or just watch all of Twin or Peaks and Firewalk with Twin me Peaks. and just fucking deal with it. But you know, uh, watch
0: or and, and start watching Buffy. Um yeah, there's there's a lot of spooky things that you can that you can uh, start yeah. watching. and keep this, this is our time.
1: It's October. It this is. is our time. It
0: is. There's you know another suggestion if you just want to keep it spooky all the time, is all of all of these movies, m- most of these movies have really wonderful scores. Like if you go get like a John Carpenter, mm-hmm. ho- the score for Halloween. Uh, I like to listen to it. <laughs> This is strange. I will listen to the witch and Halloween, and I have Goblin, and I also have uh, like a CD of just all Hammer film scores. Cool. Um And you know, when you're driving around, man, just put it on. Just put it on. It's yeah. October, man. Yeah. Keep it spooky. Come on. Uh, yeah, that's it. It's awesome being back. Oh man, this feels so, so good. good. This is the happiest I've been in weeks. I know. Me too. I'm kind of like. Oh, all right, my life is normal oh, yeah. again.
1: So we'll regroup and figure out what we're going to do next week. But yep, we're, yep, we are back.
0: I am, you know, I'm looking forward to us going to watch Halloween. And then Porting. Yeah, yeah, the new one, which comes out soon. And then Suspiria. Uh,
1: As well. uh, And And we might even fucking hit a haunted house. We don't know. We don't
0: know. We could do anything. We're keeping it spooky. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Thank you, Jim John Make Noise for our uh, theme music. We don't get any money from any of these taco places. We just love tacos. Um, and yeah, so post on our Facebook page what are the movies that you like to watch and be on the lookout for some kid friendly suggestions. Cool. Um, anything else? That's all I got. All right. See you later.
1: Bye.